Hi everyone, Joy here, Freedom to Love Life. Uh, I came up with that name, which is not really rocket science, but um, you know, the idea for me behind a great life is to just have the freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it, and obviously have the money to do that to support your dream. Um, you know, this means that you don't sit in a job, um, you know, eight to five every day. You can go out and, um, you know, like, I work from home, I've got a home office, as to many entrepreneurs, they don't necessarily have an office as such where they go to, um, and, you know, I can go to the beach at any time I want, I can go to the river, I can go and do a hike, um, you know, so that's the, that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, is that you actually have the freedom to love life, um, and that's why, you know, that, that was my whole idea um, from the beginning, is, you know, being an entrepreneur, is that I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. And then obviously if you've got the money to go with it, you know, instead of just going for the to the beach, you can actually go to, you know, a beautiful island or, you know, go on a little bit of a holiday. So anyhow, um, that's how I came up with my name. I thought I'll share it with you guys. So I've been, a, I've had a, quite a few talks with quite a few people in the last couple of days. And there are so many people who are, there's the saying to say that when you're an entrepreneur, um, you can be very lonely, and I understand that, I really, really do, there are so many people out there that does not support entrepreneurs, um, I mean, you can be in a relationship, and it could be a good relationship, but your partner doesn't appreciate or respect the fact that you are working hard at, um, you know, making a life um, w with not sitting in an, you know, in an office from eight to five, it, it's a lonely world, um, you know, you can be you can be successful in being an entrepreneur, um, you know, right off the bat if, you, if you're lucky enough and you hit the right products and you know exactly what you're doing. But most entrepreneurs, it's not just as simple as within a couple of months you've got massive success. Um, you know, it takes time to build up that success. It takes weeks and months and for some even a couple of years to just get to a point where you can say, okay, wow, now I'm actually making like 20000 a month. So it's not easy. It's definitely not an easy road to go. And um, for all of you guys out there that have family and friends or even partners that that push you down and, you know, don't respect you and just say, you know what, you're failing and you should give up or this is not something that you should be doing. Um, you're wasting all our money, you know, trying to do advertising or whatever. Um, I feel for you guys. I really, really do. It's not an easy road. It definitely is not. But on the, up, the, on the upside, is uh, there's this one quote that I absolutely love. Unfortunately, I can't remember who, said, who says this, but um, the best revenge is by succeeding. And um, that is what I'm going by, you know. So all these negative Nancy's that's on my Facebook page and making nasty comments or, um, you know, the people that's like just being rude or whatever the case might be, you know. I'm just thinking, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to be successful. And where are you going to be? You're going to be in your same shitty job, doing the same thing over and over. And um, you're not going to be able to love life. So yes, I'm working my butt off. And yes, I'm working my, my 8 to 10 hours a day with kids in between. So that means that I have to sacrifice sleep to do it. But I don't care. You know what? It's a small sacrifice if the price at the end of the day is going to be so big. Because in a year's time, I'm not going to have to sacrifice sleep. You know, I'm going to work three or four hours a day and I'm going to earn a lot of money. 
and that is the goal that is a dream and you know the the road that I'm going on now um that's definitely going to be it you know that's um I'm setting myself up for massive success and I'm excited about it I really really am I've got a very cool product that I'm working on that's going to help a lot of entrepreneurs and um and I've basically taken what I have struggled with and things that other programs that I've been involved in was lacking and I've basically took things that other programs out of my personal experience did not have that I thought could have been beneficial for me to know or to do um, and I am building products based on that so watch the space um, I'm hoping to launch in May um, I've got a great business partner I'm not going to mention his name just in case he's not too comfortable with that um, but um, yeah when we launch you'll obviously know who it is but um, uh, it's it's going to be really amazing I'm, I'm very very excited about it anyhow so um, yeah so my the biggest uh, reason for my or not the reason the biggest subject on my podcast today is really just saying to you, you know what do not feel alone um there is lots of groups that support entrepreneurs on Facebook. I mean, if you just go on Facebook and use entrepreneurs, you'll definitely find some stuff. Or, you know, like-minded people. Reach out to these people. Because I can bet you they've been there the same time. I've not heard of one single entrepreneur that have had family and friends that has all been supported. I have not heard that. Um, there's always a rotten apple somewhere that does not believe in the dream or the goal or that says, you know what, you need to work your traditional 8 to 5, that's the way it should be, you know, um, because that's obviously how they got brought up, as to everybody else that we know. But they're not open for change. They're not open for you having the option or the possibility to be better than sitting in a job from 8 to 5 every day or 8 to 9 or whatever your hours might be. I mean, I grew up with a dad that I never really saw him that much. Um, he worked a lot, and my mom as well. So my, my dad was a tradie, and my mom was a, a nurse. Um, and I remember my hangout place used to be at the hospital with my mom because of my dad used to work night shift. He was a fitter. Um, and um, when he used to go out on night shift, um, you know, who had to look after me, and my mom was working night shift, I had to hang out with my mom at hospital. So she used to make me a bed um, in like the matron's office and I would sleep there. Or, you know, if there's a bed available in the hospital, I would sleep in the hospital. That was that was my hangout place. And I remember the one time, it was so funny. Um, she, <laughs> My mom worked in a mental hospital and I actually clearly remember this day like it was yesterday. I can even smell the hospital. It is that clear to me. Um, <laughs> so the one time she, uh, I, the same thing, and you know, I had to be with her throughout the night and, uh, <laughs> I got up because I was, um, I, I can't remember, I think I had to go and have a, a drink or something. And, um, I was at the time, I was about, I was about nine years old, nine or 10 years old. And, um, <laughs> I got up for a drink and then suddenly there's like this, um, hospital alarm that goes, that went off. And my mom worked at that, that was a mental hospital that she worked in. And um, so obviously there's a lot of, you know, mentally disabled people in the hospital, um, all with different issues and stuff. And um, <laughs> so suddenly there was this one, I, I can't say crazy person, but I think this person was obviously a little bit off the trolley. trolley and they were, they somehow, I don't know how, this guy um, got a hold of a knife and he was running down the passage <laughs> with this knife. <laughs> now it's quite funny, but, you know, just thinking of it, can you just imagine this crazy guy 
um, <laughs> running down the passage with a knife and all these like hospital staff is behind them and you know trying to hide oh my mom was so angry I remember getting like a got a really good beating from her because <laughs> I was basically in almost in the way of this guy with the knife because she didn't expect me to be up um, and you know it just all happened at the same time as I went out of the room this crazy guy came down running with the knife so I was almost in a line of fire with this knife so everybody freaked out and oh my gosh it was a big hoo-ha um, but yeah so that was you know I had quite an exciting childhood I would say um, I was as any other kid I was you know, in crash my whole entire life. Um, well, I had like a baby person, a sister person that looked after me when I was when I was small. Um, my gran was my bigger babysitter, as in like when my mom, when I was about oh, 12, 13, I used to go to, after school, I used to walk to my grandmom's house and, you know, I would have food by her and then my mom would come and pick me up there or my dad would come and pick me up there. Um, just because my mom didn't want me to be alone at home type thing. Um Growing up in South Africa, it's not the the safest thing you could have done at that stage. Well, if anything, it's a lot worse now than it used to be. But yes, I get that, you know. And uh, obviously, I never loved my parents less because I never saw them. I, if anything, I had a greater respect for them because of the amount of hours that they had to work to support me and my two brothers. And um, my older brother's 12 years older than me. And my younger brother's 9 years older than me. And... So I never, I, I grew up with my younger brother, not so much my older brother, because we had such a big age gap, um, you know, so basically by the time I was, what's that, about not 10 or something like that, he already grew out of the house, um, and my younger brother, obviously the same, or should I say younger than the other brother, and uh, yeah, so, and, and they did exactly the same thing, they followed in my dad's footprints, as far as work, they both went into a trade, different trades, while the one brother is a fitter and the other one is, um, well, he's actually also fitter, but he, he's got a mixed bag of trade things that he does. Um, but it's it's just that whole, that it's exactly that cycle where you you go into, you know, you, you step into your footprints of your parents. And, um, and I, I was exactly the same. I actually started to be a nurse. And uh, <laughs> um, because I wanted to be like my mom, I had the most massive respect for my mom for what she was doing. She absolutely loved her job. And I also remember like her, her studying until the morning hours and then sleep a couple of hours and then go to work and, you know, having us kids. And she was amazing. She was seriously, seriously an amazing human being. And uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, it it's just interesting that, you know, we... we whether we do it intentionally or not we do become the people around us it doesn't necessarily need to be your parents but you might have an uncle or an aunt or somebody that's good in accounting and you followed in accounting or you know there might be something because I mean there's a lot of a lot of people that that step in their people their, their parents footprints um like I said I wanted to study nurse well I wanted to be a nurse I actually went out I studied nursing and the only reason I did not become a nurse is because I was really good in my actual theory, you know, like the studies itself, I was really, really good. I aced all my tests and everything because I absolutely loved it. It's, you know, the human body is just a big fascination for me. But um, as soon as I had to go and work in hospital, I passed out like three times in one day. <laughs> um, I couldn't handle blood. I didn't realize this, but I couldn't handle because the one, uh, you know, as a nurse, you're like a rookie, so you have to go and do all the nasty things like, you know, change the people's. I worked in an old age home um, with disabled old people and also, um, also a few crazies as well. 
but um, mostly like older people. And um, I remember the one lady, she had to have a, she had like a, um, a throat um, thing, so she couldn't swallow. And there was something wrong with her veins that she couldn't have like, like enough food or something, you know, like they would do like the ivy with the liquids and stuff anyhow. So basically what they did is they would feed her through her stomach. This is some nasty stuff I'm telling you guys here, but um, they would, they literally made a hole in her tummy um, and they would feed her food through her stomach. I don't know what that is called. It's a thing. I can't remember now. And um, I collapsed. Like I looked at it. I, <laughs> I literally passed out. Um, that was in the morning. And then later in the afternoon or like just before lunchtime really, um, one of the the older people, I don't know what happened. It was one of the um, not so up there, you know, in the head older people somehow managed to fall and cut himself really badly and the blood was pouring everywhere and um I passed out <laughs> um and then later in the afternoon the same thing so that what actually what happened was this one guy um he peed all over himself on purpose he thought it was the funniest thing to pee on himself and then pee on the nurses it was actually quite disgusting um but he was again not up there very great and um and uh yeah, I, I can't remember what was the issue with him, but I do remember that I felt actually oh, I didn't I didn't faint with him. I actually vomited. There was something there, so I was like, okay. And then the matron calls me into the office at the end of the day, and she says to me, "Listen, um, how much do you love nursing?" <laughs> so I said to her, "Well, I love the theory and stuff." She says, "You're going to have to make a decision because um, you're either going to have to suck it up." Um, and deal with you know all the stuff, and you cannot find, so you're going to have to learn to control it, or you're going to have to do something else. So I was like, oh my gosh. And uh, I went back home, you know, because I worked 12-hour shifts and I went home in the evening and I was, um, and I spoke to my mom about it and I said, listen, um, what do I do? You know, because my mom was my best friend. So I said, listen, what do I do? You've been doing this your whole life. You're really good at it. You absolutely love it. Um, what do I do? So my mom said to me, listen, you have to think for you. You know, don't follow in my footprints just because it's something that you think I would want you to do. You need to do what's good for you. And uh, so I said, okay, fine. And I had to think about it. And, you know, luckily the end of that day was like the end of our, because how it works, uh, you work um, five days, 12 hours, and you get two days off type thing. So we had two days off. So I had two days off to, to mull over everything and think about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And funny enough is that same weekend opportunity came up for me to go to America and um, do some up here work in Connecticut. And it just felt right, you know, it just felt like the right thing to do. Um, so, yeah, so that was the end of my studying nursing. Um, do I regret ever doing it? No, because I've had really good lessons in it. Will I ever do it again? Hell no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah, so it, it's uh, it's it's a really, I, I think I probably went completely off the subject today. Um but yeah, so so back to the point of you know don't don't let other people tell you that you're gonna fail in something, because I bet you a lot of people have tried and failed a lot of times. Um, a, a very good example of this is I I had the very great privilege to go to a speakers international speakers conference once, and obviously the speakers they all of them are really good in what they do, and some of them are starting to make money like I'm not talking like I'm saying starting to make like 20 30k a month money and some of them are making literally millions a year like multi-millions and the one guy 
um, he is from Russia and he currently stays in Singapore. And he said, and he had a talk with us and he said he three times he lost everything. He bought a house three times. He bought a car three times. Like he literally went bankrupt three times um, before he became who he is. And now he's making multi-millionaires. He's um he's actually helping other people to to speak at conference. Like he's teaching people how to speak at like, you know, like he's how do I put this? He's teaching people to speak, you know. Um and which is like I'm I suck at that. Hence the fact that I'm doing podcasts and not in front of people because it's not something I'm very good at yet. But um I will get there eventually. And um, yeah, so he he teaches people how to speak, and he he does all these different things. So you know, it's like that's the one side is he's teaching people how to speak, and then he's got the other side where um he does like these conferences, and then he's got the other side where he does workshops, and I don't can't remember all these little businesses, but he's got this one business that's, that's got all these branches, um that has branched out, and each of them are literally producing millions. And if you look at all the big entrepreneurs out there, they've got the same concept. They've got their one core business. And then they've built little businesses out of those core businesses or products out of those out of the core business, and each of those things are producing millions or hundreds of thousands or whatever, um, which is really amazing, you know. And that's that's in your entrepreneurial dream. So yeah, so that's uh, that is my goal for for February, for not February. We already way past February for May. Um, is you know with my business partner is that you know we're going to build this we we've got this really great idea um like the click funnel t- teaches us is that you've got your your red ocean and everybody swims in the red ocean but then you've got the red ocean and you um you take your own idea and you create a blue ocean and from that blue ocean you're getting people from the red ocean to buy into your blue ocean so basically saying is that it's not a super brand new idea but it's an idea that is already out there, but it lacks a lot of of value, you know. So basically, we will add a lot more value to it. But I will be telling you guys more about that in future as well. But for now, I'm going to end this podcast. Um, it is half past, well, actually, it's quarter to 11 by me here in New Zealand. Um, and uh, that's PM, by the way. <laughs> And I am going to go to bed soon. Um, but at the moment, I'm also just, I'm doing a bit of studying and I'm also doing, I'm building funnels. I'm loving building, building funnels these days. It's my thing. Um, absolutely love it. Um, I'm not a very tech person. So for me to get that right is, is pretty cool. So I'm just going to carry on building a funnel of a product that I'm in, in selling. And um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. But uh, okay, guys, I'm going to switch this off. But just remember, being an entrepreneur is a lonely world. And you do not need to be lonely in that world. There's lots of support groups. There's lots of other entrepreneurs that is probably in the same boat as you. Reach out to these people. Make friends on Facebook and talk to these people. I bet you every entrepreneur does appreciate that. Anyhow, um, may you guys have a wonderful weekend for what's left of it. Oh, excuse me for the yawns. And, um, and uh, yeah, ladies. <laughs>